contest is the special Iron Man match for the World Wrestling Federation Championship. And I, I, I was there by myself, face to face with Vince Russo. All right, yeah. And I'm a little proud. Uh, well, I didn't approach him. How long ago was this? Uh, last week. Right. Okay. Okay, right. So, you, you sort of you don't want to approach him too quickly because he does act like a startled rabbit. Yeah. If, if you know, if you might startle him and he might bolt. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I, I stalked up very stealthily. I mean, bearing in mind this is me we're talking about as well. Yeah. Stalked up very, very close, uh, carefully, very quietly, and I was just within touching distance I was just about to sort of wheel him in and throw him into uh, the uh, the asylum Scott yeah, Steiner's asylum yeah. Yeah. Do, yeah. best black for him and all of a sudden out of nowhere bearing in mind as well that I'm, I'm in a wide open space was he RKO'd? no 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 no, no. Um, I'm surprised we, we were just both plastered in fake blood ah. and I, I don't know where it came from it could have been a freak rainstorm it I, I don't know, but there, there were no clouds in the sky. I was, I, we were basically in a, a great big open field, and there was just nothing where it could have. Did it also mysteriously yeah. just randomly go dark as well? Yeah, interesting, interestingly yeah. enough, um, I I found myself um, across the path from uh, from Vampiro. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And he picked was, up. Was a, he in a graveyard at the time? Yeah. Well, I, I knew he was there, but obviously I, had a tombstone every shoulder. Yeah, right? yeah. I knew he was there, but I couldn't see him. You know, yeah. you know where I looked. It was, yeah, was he right behind you? So anyway, the the next thing happened was I got a, a gravestone smashed over my face. Immediately um, got straight back up. But, but ten twenty minutes later, yeah, I was ready for a fight. I tell you, yeah. you know, as you are when you yeah. get smashed well, in the face. So, um, for those of you that haven't figured it out yet, <laughs> welcome to WCW, the wrestling. Yes. So this is our um, no. Welcome to the Iron Man podcast wrestling show. Okay. Um, we are doing a WCW wrestling. I can't say that every time. We're doing a WCW wrestling. We're doing a WCW special, um, and this is WCW special number one because what. Um, Old man Joey decided to do very bad um, idea on my part. Yeah, a while back now um, was he said, "I've got an idea." Which normally, <laughs> normally this comes from me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is bad. But I've got a great idea. What's that, Triple H? <laughs> Cruiserweight classic. All oh, right, no, that's not what he came up with. <laughs> what old man Joey came up with was, "Shall huh? we watch?" I'm so, I didn't say the way. fine. No, shall oh, I, I was going to do it, and then I thought, "Well, we've all got to do it if you're doing it." Yeah. The final one in, all in. Yeah, the final showings, the final years of WCW. Luckily, it's just under a year as well because it finished in March two thousand one. Thank, thank God, Thunder isn't on the network as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, should we watch the final year of uh, Nitro and pay per views for WCW to work out was it as bad as people said? What led to the demise? Um, uh, yes, it was as bad as people, I think, people well, said. Well, I think it's yeah. worse. Yeah, yeah it's I haven't seen anything of quality. End of show. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. No. no. Uh, so yeah, we we That's it. We kicked off yeah. with the first episode of Nitro. It's Nitro two four one on the network. So these episodes are going to cover the last year of WCW month by month. So what we're going to do on this episode, we've got five Nitros in, in oh, May two thousand plus. One Nitros, ten champions. Yeah, <laughs> plus one pay per view, which was uh, Slamboree on the the uh, the seventh of May. 
so it's really weird because I'm used to pay-per-view events sort of being towards the end of the month, but WCW, they tended to put them towards the start. Uh, I'm, I'm growing up WWF and WWE, it's always the back end so, of the month usually. Um, let's go then. So we start off at WCW Nitro. 241. On so, the 1st of May 2000. I go in open-minded. Yep. After why? There's a backstage segment. David Arquette is the WCW champion. Yes. Yes. Uh, would it be worth at this point going through the, the the title changes that went through this month? Yes, before this show. Yes, yeah. go on then. So, um, I haven't started a timer or anything, but uh, we'll, if this goes on an hour, it will. Otherwise, we might go into OT, whatever. But yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens. But um, So, in terms of the, the, the champions that we had in 2000... Let's have a look at the list here. Now, so, let's just before you go into this, let's just yeah. think back I mean, to David who Arquette. was the champion in WWE. So in two thousand, from January two thousand, it was Triple H. Yep. Who then defended at WrestleMania, and then eventually lost um, to The Rock, and then he went back yep. and forth a bit. The Rock was champ at the same time as David Arquette yep. in about May two thousand. And that was okay. it. So basically, The Rock and Triple H were absolutely tearing the house down yep. in WWE. And at the end of the year, um, I think he went into run, that's just 16, so, went to so then it became the, oh, God, I've gotten an old here, I can't remember, two, 16 was 2017, who was champion in 17? The so, Rock still, wasn't it? So it's yeah. The Rock and Triple H all the way. Yeah. So yeah. if we have a look at the WCW list, so it's worth yeah. bearing in mind that in April 2000, which probably we should have started with that, but hey-ho, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, all, all WCW titles were declared vacant by Vince Russo, so right. everybody was stripped of the belts. Uh, so Jeff Jarrett uh, won... And, yeah. at the time, that was probably quite a good idea. Yeah, oh yeah, it's, it was a, a it full was reboot. It was the things that followed were yeah, so... Uh, that's it, it wasn't great. So uh, Jeff Jarrett won the title in uh, Spring Stampede in 2000 in the uh, the World Title Tournament. Uh, a week later, Diamond Dallas Page uh, won the belt on Nitro uh, in a steel cage match. Then the day after DDP won the belt in April 2000, David Arquette won the championship. That's on the 25th of April 2000. So that goes in the following week. We, we join in on uh, Nitro. Two four one with David Arquette as the world champion. Wow! Um, so just to run through the list of champions, just through May two thousand. Well, isn't that what we're going to do in a minute? Well, we, we've still got, we'll, okay. we'll go into the context, but just to give you the. Well, I don't know. Oh, Johnny, do, do 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 should we just run through? Go, go on then. Go on then. Should we go through the list? Yeah. So, uh, just in this month and this episode, these are the world title uh, champions that you had: Jeff Jarrett, Ric Flair, Jeff Jarrett, Kevin Nash, Ric Flair, Jeff Jarrett. Wow. That, though, I mean, the, and David Arquette to start with. Yeah, wow. it, it was a busy, busy month. Yeah. Uh, was, okay, well. so we get to the first show, um, and I've just looked through my notes that I made for this, and it looks like I'm, I'm sort of on drugs and I'm watching this because I'm watching um, depressant things. Uh, so I, I'm quite pleased at first. There's a backstage segment. David Arquette walks in with um, I think it's DDP, DDP and no, Hogan or whatever. And then they come into contact against like the new blood, and then there's a bit of a scuffle. Hogan jumps across a car to attack uh, Billy Kidman, I believe. And actually, I'm thinking, you know what? That's pretty cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. And I'm really impressed with the fact that, well, not really impressed, but I'm quite shocked that Hogan's still got so much movement left in him because by the time he got to WWE, it was a bit of a, a light, like he couldn't do much. Yeah. Um, and that, that 
that was it then. So then, then we go to the first match, which is um, it's a two pro, one crowbar. Yeah, and Norm versus screaming Norman Smiley and um, a hockey a mascot. random wrestler with a dog head yeah. as a hockey mascot. And he got stuck in the ropes for like yes, most of which the match. Yeah. It was humorous. Yeah, I'm but, not sure whether that was planned or not mm, at this point. The best bit was when the commentator said, "Is that the Shockmaster?" Nope. No, 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 it's no. worse. It was Malthus, yeah. who was a backstage janitor, I believe, that became Chris Jericho's manager or something. Like yeah, that. he started off as a joke and uh, continued as a joke and uh, basically uh, ended up working alongside uh, Norman Smiley in a series of awful, awful Anyway, so have you got the matches up there? I have, yes. Do you want to run through the matches yeah. in this show? So on this card alone, on 241, we had Norman Smiley and... Ralphus against Crowbar, That's two on one handicap hardball match. Dreadful match. Uh, it gets worse. This is a shock. Uh, a table match: the Wall against Horace Hogan. Oh, right. dear. yeah, yeah. Uh, a three-way dance with Hugh Morris against Jeff Jarrett and Scott Steiner. I don't even remember that match. No, at um, all. That's was that even on the network? I, I don't know. Yes, it was because I wrote it down. Okay, uh, I don't even can't remember. remember. Uh, we've got Tank Abbott against DDP. Okay, right. Stop there. Okay. Ken Shamrock came from the UFC. Yep. Yes. <clears throat> Understandable. We've, we've rated him before as being slightly underrated. Yes. Clear champion. Clear. So, um, yeah. clear potential. He looked like a professional. What the hell was Tank Abbott? He was a beardy non Goldberg. He looks like someone who would be. Uh, uh, he looked like a homeless man. That's what he yeah. looked like. He looked like he hadn't done any professional sport at any time. No. Oh, just like... It, 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 I mean, by the look of him, it didn't look like he even knew how to talk. No. So, that's my first thing. Um, I think the main the main storyline of this show for me, yeah. because obviously I was trying to pick up what was going on at this point, yeah. was um, Vampiro versus Sting. Yeah. It was the first ever fight in a graveyard yeah. on professional tech wrestling. Um, it was clearly part of the universal plot. Yeah, it's obviously yeah, I mean. some sort of um, backstage And place. Sting appears and... Um, you Walking about in the dark. Yeah, you could see um, Vampiro stood behind him and Sting's like, where is he? I can't see him. He's behind you know, It was a bit like that, wasn't it? You know, um, I was brought to go, duh, duh, duh. <laughs> and then what happened was they had a bit of a, a, a melee um, and then Sting got a, uh, a headstone smashed over his head and he fell into an open grave. The end. Well, yeah, you'd that, think so, yeah, wouldn't you? No, At least for that show. Mm. About 20 minutes later, Vampiro walks into the uh, arena. Sting's already back there before him. <laughs> Sting beats him back. I mean, come on. After being knocked Absolutely. out cold. The thing I don't, mind, I don't get is, and we might as well go down there for you a bit before in this, I actually never saw Vampiro before. I don't mind Vampiro. The character I thought was okay, but this feud was just ridiculous because it just oh, yeah. kept going and going and going. So if you follow through that, that month, they had, they had that match. They had a match which, as far as I could tell, it was the bondage match or something where they just tied each other oh, to a cage. That, that weird and that, cage the winner match. was the one that tied the other one to the cage. I mean, what yeah. was that like? Yeah, that was, that was really bizarre. That was, yeah, that was ridiculous. Slightly perverse. And then I don't know if it's in the month that we're talking about. Um, they Then they get to the Inferno match eventually, don't they? Uh, that might have been at the, uh, the, the American Bash. One, yeah. Uh, uh, in June, yeah. but that, yeah. that was just no. Yeah, they, they had a House of Pain match. 
sting that, against yeah, Vampiro. Yeah, that's what it's called. Weird uh, cage. You've got to hand, uh, handcuff your opponent to the cage and then thrash them with a stick. Well, then what? <laughs> yeah. I, I, it mean, just I, bad, I that, wonder who yeah. came up with that, Vince Russo. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, so, wow. there you go. There you go. So, I think what, what should have happened is uh, Vince probably could have just said, let's not change anything. And eventually they'll fail because it's so terrible and it's just going to get worse. So, um, yeah. there we go. What else happened on that show then? So, we've got sort of Vampira Sting finger side. Uh, so, yeah. In, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, Hogan against... Uh, well, let's go first. The wall against Horace Hogan in a tables match. Uh, there we go. Uh, that was two minutes of my life I would yeah. never get back. Hulk Hogan is now wrestling as Terry Belia. Um, oh, no, they're just drugs. calling him Terry for some <laughs> unknown reason. Um, and he's taking on Mike Awesome in this show, I believe. Mm. Uh, and... Oh, this is the episode as well. Sean Stasiak is backstage shooting baskets for oh, no apparent yeah, reason. To, well, he's, he's no, clearly he's ripping off perfect. Yeah. He's clearly he's ripping perfect. off Perfect's early vignettes in WWE. Yeah, which is what um, I'm but, assuming their feud broke down to. Yeah, and his music was uh, a, a few a keys off. <laughs> perfect desk. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Just awful, awful show. Um, so we've also got uh, a three-way dance Hugh Morris Jeff Jarrett Scott Steiner in two and a half minutes I don't even remember that match at all yeah uh, so apparently um, it's just one of those things Scott Steiner is so big he just looked out of breath and I couldn't I couldn't figure out whether and I still don't know I don't think um, throughout this whole feud with uh, like Hugh Morris Steiner and I don't know, Jeff Jarrett was only just inserted randomly into his match. Mm. But I just couldn't figure out for the whole time, was Scott Steiner supposed to be a heel or a face? I don't know. I don't know. I think he just flip-flops, yeah. depending on what show's on. You know, no. he, he came no. down like, basically, you know, he was sexist and creepy. I think he started off and, as a heel, um, and then it just flip-flopped And he didn't and know whether he was in the new blood, the old blood, the millionaires club, what you know, whatever it was. And um, it just, it was just bad. It was just bad. Um, so he had that match up um, not as bad as some of the latest Scott Steiner matches oh, we're going to be talking about yeah. no, no, no. well I'm just uh, just going through the recap of uh, that, that episode as well so the Misfits in Action uh, oh, had a storyline which yeah. got progressively worse uh, they they were fired on this show apparently after Hugh Morris won that match uh, yeah, the, the whole, that explains why they randomly disappeared for a few weeks yeah so um, yeah, that makes sense it's the whole uh, graveyard thing as well so they have a little bit of a scuffle there Sting says who are you and Vampira says I'm the monster you should be oh dear god and that's then poor Tombstone and then they did the mash they did the monster the mash. monster mash the monster mash um, and then <laughs> so yeah, um, so apparently uh, there's there's a lot of stuff with David Arquette panicking and um, sort of soiling himself over uh, over all of that, and um, you've got Hulk Hogan having a fight with Mike Awesome as well, uh, which yeah. is on that card. And, and it the, ends... It's the longest match of the card. It ends in... Um, there's a bit of a scuffle at the end of that Mike Awesome-Hogan match, hmm. Um and then I believe a member of the audience tries to get in the ring and they, they dispose yeah. of him quickly. Yeah. And then Hogan ends in a massive bloodbath in the middle of the ring. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just, a rip-off of the brood. Just uh, one thing from uh, from just looking at all of these uh, these events. So the one recurring motif from May 2000 in WCW was, for no apparent reason whatsoever, Kevin Nash would yes. just interrupt. Yeah. You're just looking... Randomly- like he's come out of the back, not for any reason, but other than he's bored. <laughs> yeah. He just comes out. He's just he come out. Going now, I just want to say, because it's not in the matches, 
in this this event, I believe is the first time that we see Miss Elizabeth um, handcuffed. Mm. Yes, uh, to, because uh, Vince Russo. Vince Russo, because yeah, Vince Russo decides that Miss Elizabeth is his property. Yeah, um, you come up with a different uh, theory about this, though, <laughs> yeah, which is it's slightly bad. wrong. But it's um, <laughs> yeah. you know maybe Vince Russo is a time traveller. Yes, hold bear with me on this. Because, I'm bearing. I'm bearing. Because you know it's better than any story. This theory's got credence. Yeah, mm. Vince Russo is a time traveller. Okay. What he's actually trying to do is protect Miss Elizabeth from getting into a long-term relationship with Lex Luger. Okay. In yeah. real life, we know how that ended. Yeah. Um, now, but then, then again, Luger did find God afterwards, so well, it's okay. Oh, so that's all right, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. So, um, and he became a nice person, apparently. Is what yeah. Yeah. So, mm. my couple of things here are um, Lex Luger has aged horribly in the last few years and to this point. Um, what he's wearing um, shirts that resemble what him and Ric Flair are wearing street gear, mm. um, and they resemble what um, what Vince McMahon would wear when he's trying to look cool and hip these days. Oh, yeah. oh, um, it, it looked, he just looked like he should have been in a golf resort or something um, rather than in the ring because he's wearing like chinos and a, a, a like Hawaiian shirt or something. Um, and it, this dreadful battle between them two after after getting after Liz and you just think it's so unbelievable. It's just like <laughs> it just boggles the mind. Anyway, so how would you rate that show? Uh, total Bella. Absolutely, it's just dreadful. And I'll be surprised if any of them get anything more than a Total but Bella. Shorten yeah. stays yet was showing potential at this point, wasn't he? No, no. Well, no. he was showing potential in the fact that he can maybe hit one in three baskets. Before they had to cut away, uh, but apart from that, so um, so immediately after this one, uh, the, so the leaving Sunday. this show, yeah, this was to go home. They, show for the this is the go home show for the Bayview. David Arquette is the champion. Yes, yes. yes um, so. He doesn't really want to defend it though, does he? So no, he's, he's going to try and drop it. Is what the story yeah. there was at first. Yeah, right. Going to the next pay per view. So then. the next pay per view. So uh, the first pay per view in May two thousand is well the only one in May two thousand. But the first pay per view of this rundown is Slamboree two thousand. From the 7th of May 2000, live from Kansas City, Missouri, United oh. States. Apparently in attendance was 7,165, so not exactly great numbers. No. Uh, and it wouldn't have... Uh, was this the one with the triple cage match? <clears throat> yes. Yeah, yeah, this one. Half the arena was that cage, really. Yeah, and then the pay-per-view buy rate was apparently a 0.14. I don't know what that is, but... That's uh, not, good, not very good. That's not very good at all. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it's, it's not. So good. run us through the matches then. So the matches on the Slamboree card. So we've got the cruiserweight title, Chris Candido with Tammy against the Artist with Paisley. Oh, it was yeah, clear was... at this point that uh, why, well, I don't know if they'd let her go or if she chose to leave, but it was clear that Tammy, uh, i.e., Sunny, um, had she was off her face. She, well, <laughs> I was trying to think of a better way of putting it. There <laughs> no, were that, clearly problems, weren't there? Yeah. Um, I don't know what condition he was in. Obviously, he later died of a drug overdose, but um, she's she's starting to look like someone that's losing control at this mm. point. Is what I'd put it. Oh yeah. Um, and WCW, um, it's funny because I always thought they they treated her. Quite not treated her quite obviously she was obviously treated very well in WWE, but they they used her very cleverly in WWE. She was always like a bit like the naughty girl next door, but they never really they never really like used a bit like it was always like borderline and whether it was a bit too um, gratuitous, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And it didn't quite get there. Yeah, they just went straight in, didn't they, with, uh, with this and they basically. Um, well, she was wearing a I can't remember what it was. Did she have a ribs bandage or something? No, she she had a dress on, but she also had. Like what she had on underneath, 
it made it look like well, it didn't make it look like it was obvious that her dress was coming off at the end yeah, of that yeah. match. Yeah, the way the underwear she was wearing was big and yeah, like yeah. Uh, so they, they went straight for the cheap, uh, the cheap use of her. Um, can't really remember the match of that. It was um, dreadful. Who was he against? Uh, it was the artist, probably known as Prince Ayukaya. I think. Yeah, uh, just some random bloke. Yeah, just this guy. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. completely yeah. random, wasn't he? Just a random yeah. bloke. I don't think anyone in the audience knew who he was. I think you come out in a shirt, <laughs> like trousers. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what? What's this? Yeah, what's dreadful match. Uh, talking of dreadful. WCW hardcore title match Terry Funk the man who will never retire yeah, yeah. against Norman Smiley and Ralphus yeah dreadful um, Ralphus well done Terry for just destroying your wrestling <laughs> legacy <laughs> one terrible match <laughs> at a time he, you know he first uh, said he was going to retire in like 1981 yeah, yeah. and he is still, still going. going now yeah well there you go um all I remember that matchup was that it was cheap, it was rubbish, and I think Ralphus lost in the end. The end. He was only up in doing. Oh yeah, uh, I, think so. yeah. I don't even. Just... But absolutely dreadful match. Okay, next. Yeah. Uh, so next we've got the perfect combination of Kurt Hennig against Sean Stasiak. Okay. Um, again, Mr. Perfect had certainly gone past his peak at this point. Um, he was going to about a year later, so obviously he didn't stay that two year, a year and a half later. He went to WWE again as Mr. Perfect because he had that brilliant return in the Rumble mm. and then got on the plane ride from hell and cost himself his career. Um, but um, he was clearly not in a good place, and um, I, I believe this was shortly after the rap is crap gimmick, or we yeah. might be about to see it, I don't know. Mm. Um, but. I think he carried Sean Stasiak slightly in this match, but at the end of the day, it was Sean Stasiak. And yeah. Mr. Perfect could have a bloody good match against Brett the Hitman Hart. He could even take Jim Neidart somewhere, but actually, if you put him against Coco Beware, it ain't going to be the, the, the seams are going to show, yeah. when I say that much. Uh, the next one, I mean, this is the point as well where Hugh Morris became general reaction. Yeah. Give yeah, himself that name. That. Yeah. I mean, the the best part of that entire gimmick as well was the the fact that oh my name's Hugh Morris and people laugh at me so I'm going to change my name to General to my real name. My real name is yeah, uh, bad. Yeah, his uh, first name is what like Eric or something, Rection. Yeah, absolutely, Jared. Uh, yeah, so uh, he was in the United States Heavyweight match against Scott Steiner, um, and he lost. Yeah, but and this again, is the... Scott Steiner was he a heel? Was he a face? No one Last knows. show he seemed to be a face. Now he seems to be a heel because he's going against Hugh Morris. All, all I know is... It was slow. It was ploddy. Yeah. Steiner could hardly move. All I know is that uh, apparently we have to holler if we hear him. No. And his promos he was cutting in the ring were just absolutely, absolutely mental. dreadful. Yeah. It's like <coughs> um, low-grade snooker meets uh, Ultimate Warrior. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that's not in a good apt. way. <laughs> Or uh, all the berserker meets snooker. That oh, probably oh, yeah. Yeah. Hus, hoo, hus, hoo, and so on. Um, next up um, was Chris Canyon against Mike Awesome. Who better than Canyon? Everybody, everybody, everybody yeah. Everybody at this point. Um, yeah, it wasn't. Was this the match where, or was that later on? It was later on in the show where Canyon. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. So yeah, that was, this was a nothing match, really, wasn't it? Yeah, um, it was thirteen minutes on the card. Really, though. when. That, 
Jesus it went Christ. 13 minutes. Uh, not, well, almost as bad. I mean, bearing in mind the, the poster for Slamboree. So we haven't seen a, a decent match at no. this point. Yeah. The, the poster for Slamboree is a gurning Buff Bagwell. Yeah. Uh, Buff in, is the stuff, apparently. Yeah, he's, I don't know what stuff it is. but <laughs> Just special stuff. But <laughs> he's in the next match against uh, the total package, Lex Luger and... Uh, Nine and a half minutes of and again, the story I think at this point, this, he disappears after Miss, this. Miss Elizabeth yeah. uh, comes out with Lex Luger, doesn't she? Yeah. He's got her back, they don't show how. And um, then and Russo then has a back. Russo comes back out yeah. and a bit of a scuffle. Just steals her again. And steals her again. Yeah. There I, we go. I just don't get it. Uh, then um, Shane Douglas against Ric Flair. Now, this is the point as well that they're sort of. Ric Flair's in his is he in his uh, street clothes? I can't remember. I think he was, yeah, was. Yeah, from this one. But yeah, it's one of those situations where you've got wrestlers who are actually just freewheeling and swearing on, yeah. on TV and on, on pay-per-views and everything. So it's, it's a weird thing with the network because some of it's censored and some of it isn't, yeah. which is really confusing. That's too much to censor, that's the problem. Really. Yeah. Uh, no sound. They do have the right to censor as well, but a wrestling joke, and I, uh, I, I don't know. It's because that feud didn't really go anywhere, did it? It was just Ric Flair's it, hair was mental as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was like it was like it was obviously big and like boofed out. It know? was really yeah, it was weird. Like it, a perm, it? it was really weird. It was big kind of eighties yeah. hair. So um, that was a. I think that was actually a reasonable match, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it wasn't, Again, wasn't due too to Ric Flair. Uh, but you could see Flair's heart was just like not in it. He was just so fed up at this point. Yeah. Um, anyway, so let's keep going because we'll talk about Ric Flair a bit more as we go on because yeah. the storyline um, starts to develop after this. Sting show. beat Vampiro. I think that was just a standard match. Yeah, again, uh, this is the problem with this storyline is that Sting beat Vampiro every single time. Mm, so it was like they were trying to build Vampiro, but every single time and he just kept going back and back. And back some more. And back. Just, and back. Uh, oh, apart from the one time when he set fire to someone. Some, yeah. so he set fire to a stunt double. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yes, you go. Um, next up was a match that. Uh, horrendous. Hulk Hogan against Billy Kidman with special referee Eric Bischoff. <laughs> Now, the, the only saving grace for this for me... For, one, interestingly, giving Hulk Hogan a feud with Billy Kidman, yep. it's like, oh, maybe give Kidman this a This match had potential. I was quite looking forward to watching yeah. this because I thought, you know, we know Billy Kidman from his WWE days when he was in the tag team in Paul London. Um, and it was it, it was good, you know, and he's... He, he's but, I mean, oh, just awful, just awful. You know, the... The problem they did is they put Eric Bischoff in the ring, so yeah. it couldn't be a match. You know, it was just automatically it's all some screwy rubbish. Yeah, and uh, from what I recall as well, it was one of those situations where I think Bischoff was made to count. Yeah, yeah. I think they'd knocked him out and Hogan did the old. The old pick up the rest. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Uh, and then finishing the the event off. Wasn't wasn't this where Hogan's career was on the line? Or was that later on? No, I think that's, that's later on. That's, that's later Because like, on show that both Hogan and Flair's careers mm. on the line in the next pay Oh, yeah, that's... So they're both it. thinking, I hope we lose. Um, yeah. Oh, no, we didn't. Um, and then the, the main event was the a triple... main event. A triple cage match. Wow. What a matchup. So, we had DDP... Yep. Yes. ...versus Jeff Jarrett. Correct. J-E-double-F-J-A-double-R-E-double-T. Versus the defending champion, David Arquette. Now... Obviously, David Arquette and DDTP are friends going into this. So, David Arquette 
you know, even even uh, Courtney Courtney Cox appeared as his wife at the time and said, "Don't go in there." And then there was a little I cameo Kurt from Russell. Kurt Russell. Um, obviously, again filmed at um, Universal <laughs> Studios earlier that day. Um, and and they went in, and uh, David Arquette realised he couldn't do it, you know, and he was like, "I'm just going to be there, and I'm going to make sure, you know, help help DDP win." And they they now this match was awful. I mean, it, it's a classic WCW gimmick match. It's one of those things where they they, they obsessed over gimmicks. It's like, yeah. Let's not just do a normal cage match. Let's, let's do three, three cages. But I mean, they tied I mean, down two to, would have been enough. Yeah, but three. Well, because it's the, uh, the the old um, sort of Tower of Pain yeah, match yeah. that they did like in the late. The problem 80s. is, like with that match where it was going down and got less ridiculous. You can't wrestle that successfully on top of another cage. Nope. And so they yeah. they had was it normal ring on the bottom floor. Yeah. Um, then they had to open a trap door. Yeah, climb up, climb up, and climb up again. Climb again in the top top bunk of the cage. It went even. They had to get on top of the top third level, didn't they? Yeah. So yeah. for some reason, the third floor up there was a music room, and it was Jeff Jarrett's it was just guitars. guitars. Yeah. I mean, what? Like, oh, and then and finally then the title. And then the title basically sat at the top. So predictably, David Arquette didn't get involved. Jarrett and, um, and not till the end. Yeah, Jarrett, Jarrett and DDP. You're gonna ruin it for everyone. Jarrett yeah. and DDP did all the hard had work. A bit of a fight. Yeah. I can't remember who got up first. I think it might be Jarrett. And then yeah. anyway, they get up a bit higher and higher. Now they get up to the top of the second one, and it looks like um, DDP is gonna win. But then as Jarrett. Is Jarrett's about to lose? Then out of nowhere appears who was it that took on Michael Canyon? Oh, Canyon, yeah. Canyon. Um, and then Canyon gets thrown off the side of the uh, the, the second one. Now bearing in mind, where was this? Where was this? This at was it in Kansas City? Uh, yeah, Missouri. Now, I'm sure that's the same place. I might be wrong with Owen Hart fell to his death. Which I don't think is a very... No, uh, it's, it's not great. Yeah. But either uh, way, a year after that, he would so, so he falls down and apparently he's paralysed and obviously he takes a quite... quite he's kind of toast. Not too bad bump, but he did just land on a pillow, obviously. Yeah. I mean, this is the, the stage as well for where randomly WCW had the ramp that went straight up to the yeah. ring apron. So there wasn't like... Um, it was like... Literally, just like you walk down the ramp walkway. and step, yeah, a walkway. So step into the ring without having to like climb up or go up any steps or anything. And that was the the padded bit, and it th- th- there wasn't any consistency it did, it did with it. One of the most funny moments in the show, where um, in another show where Vince Russo is really angry and he gets out of the ring and falls over. If it's a bishop, I forgot which one it is. Now. Yeah. Um, but so they have that they have that bit, and then so you think, oh, good DDP is going to win. Ah, but then. David Arquette stands at the top and everyone's like, what's he doing? He's going to make sure Jeff Jarrett don't get up there. He's got a chair in his hand. Or was it a guitar? It's the guitar. Uh, guitar. guitar. And then as DDP gets up to get his championship, boom, into the head of DDP, David Arquette turns heel, Jeff Jarrett wins the title. Didn't see that one coming. Out of nowhere. That's that's because it was a dreadful idea. Yeah. So, going to the next night on awful, Nitro. Awful, yeah. awful. That is the Tosin worst pay per view you've that ever seen until the next that, one. That, yeah, that's worse than the last WCW one we covered, which was the. Um, the oh, was Spring Stampede, Stampede, Stampede 99. 99 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, in a year's time, it's got even worse. Yeah. Uh, so, we go on to Nitro 242, which was on the 8th of May 2000. That was at St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, at the Transworld Dome with an attendance of six and a half thousand. Wow. So wow. only just shy of the, the pay-per-view uh, yeah, live numbers. attendance. And at a TV rating of 2.8. So clearly really? WWF 
were still, absolutely thrashing yeah. them at this point. But two plus eight is still not too bad considering what the tripe is. Oh yeah, that's it. So let's let's run through the card from two four two. So we've got uh, Terry Funk against Norman Smiley and Ralphus in another handicap match. Oh. Uh, that was over in four minutes. Sean oh, Stasiak defeated Captain Rection in uh, in one minute eight seconds. Oh, good God, no! Mike Awesome defeated DDP in a stretcher match. Uh, now, is this the one where uh, Awesome fell off the the stage? Could have I been. think or something. I, I can't oh, remember. I can't remember. Um, Chronic, uh, aka Rejects, uh, yeah. cr- former formerly known as Crush Brian Adams and formerly known as Adam Bomb, uh, mm. Brian Clark. Defeated Harlem Heat 2000, which was Big T and Stevie Ray. Um, yeah, um, and the Harris Big Brothers T, and the Mamelukes. Wasn't Big T um, the guy who used to be in WWE? Um, oh, Armour Johnson. Armour Johnson, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Um, and he really had got, really, got big. Like, yeah. Oh, huge. Oh, That's why they called him Big T. It's like Big E, but you know, bigger. Uh, so uh, that was a, ta- a four-way tag team elimination match that was over in four and a half minutes. Then you've Brilliant. got Scott Steiner defeating Tank Abbott in a minute forty-two. Brilliant. Um, Elizabeth defeated Daphne in thirty-eight seconds. Oh, that was that was funny. That was Miss Elizabeth's uh, first ever match. Yeah, wasn't it? Um, and didn't Alundra Blaze appear and get involved? Medusa, Medusa, yeah, um, randomly and, and just slapped Elizabeth. Yeah. I think it was just oh, made no sense. Big slap, yeah, made oh, no which sense. Which is pretty all. much all the booking you need to know for Nitro from this era. Just none of it made yeah. any sense whatsoever. Kevin Nash, did he appear at any point? Oh, Possibly, probably, probably three or four times. I expect it just Um, comes out for no reason. And then Billy Kidman, Mike Awesome, and the Filthy Animals uh, defeated. uh, Oh no, it was a no contest against Hulk Hogan and Kevin Nash in a four-on-two handicap match in a St. Louis street fight, which lasted two and a half. It was a no contest in a street fight. That that doesn't even make any sense. That doesn't work. And then Jeff Jarrett defeated Sting to retain the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Is this the one where Sting won the match? Or is that a bit later? I think I might be thinking of early June. But there's one where Sting won the match and he was celebrating and then Russo came out and said No it wasn't a title match. Yeah it's not a title match. Uh, It might have been been, it was here. So that was utter utter garbage. Um, Yeah. So again, another dreadful show. Absolutely dreadful. The thing that I, I found quite painful about this was the amount of Jeff Jarrett that was... Yeah, yes. um, Because he was... It didn't matter how bad it... I mean, it's not like them trying to push Roman Reigns down your throat where he could actually wrestle but they booked him wrong. Or it weren't like they're booking him as a as a coward. It was just dreadful. It was just like, yes, however, it doesn't matter what happens, he's going to end up as a champion. And then... Um, well, he was the chosen one. <laughs> Quote, oh, unquote. God. So, um, moving on to Nitro 243. Oh, this is where it starts getting ridiculous. And this was in Biloxi, Mississippi. Uh, it had a, an attendance of 8,500. So it was more than the Slamboree pay-per-view. Brilliant. Uh, a TV rating of 3.2. rating up as well, yeah. 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 So they've done something really good the week before. Yeah. No. So, uh, in is Jarrett still the champion going into this? Because yeah. Already yeah. Done? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. He's not. Um, he's not lost it yet. So he dropped it on. Oh, I don't Thunder. know. He yeah. might have dropped it on. Uh... No, no, he's still the champion. He's still the champion. Yeah. So he, so, he lost it. At on, this point, they this start to develop the uh, the Ric Flair, David Flair storyline, yes. don't they? So. Yeah. Um, Basically, the storyline is that at some point um, there's this masked man that keeps attacking Ric Flair or yeah. coming out, and he gets unmasked, and it's 
David Flair, um, no. who has no charisma, um, no mic skills, no, no wrestling ability, no wrestling ability, uh, but he does have his new dad, Vince Russo. Um, <laughs> That's awful. And now, bearing in mind, I mean, they went with an idea, quite a clever, well, not quite a clever, well, story, an obvious storyline. Mm. You, you never there for me as a kid, like blah, blah, so he's blah. become like a spoiled kid, but with. He lives in the basement. Issues with his dad and music. <laughs> um, but regardless of who you are, right? Yes. If if your dad was Ric Flair, and your alternative um, dad could be Vince Russo, you would not want Vince Russo to do it. Like, what a dirty scumbag he, <laughs> his character was. I'm obviously not saying about the real Vince Russo, but the character definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, now this is interesting <clears throat> because it led to the first ever TV appearance of uh, Charlotte, <laughs> so, <laughs> you? a young uh, young WWE superstar. Yeah. Um, but the idea of this storyline just got worse and worse. So he turns against him. They try and rejuvenate it, but then randomly, and I, I think this is might be a bit, but I think we're going to the storyline. Randomly, Rick Fair seems to have some sort of seizure, uh, yeah. brandurism in the room. <laughs> that's, I think that's on the following yeah. thunder. Yeah. yeah. And they're all like, oh yeah, he's dead. <laughs> he's dead, he's retiring, whatever. But no, because then two weeks later, he's back. So There's back, baby. So, um, there you go. So, uh, so yeah, on, on this edition of Raw, uh, Raw on, on this oh, edition dear. of Nitro 243, you've got the House of Pain match opening the uh, the show. Yeah. With uh, Sting defeating Vampiro. Now, this is the steel cage and then Thrasher opponent. So, yeah, so they put the, the, uh, this quite poor yeah. steel cage match. No, the winner doesn't get out of the steel cage. No, the winner doesn't pinfall. The winner attaches his friend. He's a friend. With his, opponent. his opponent. His frenemy. With with some, like, um, whatever. I think we're Whatever handles yeah. at the side to the cage. And that's his him. one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it made no difference. Was the, no sense, even. Not no difference. It certainly made no sense. So when Sting leaves the ring, goes black, and then Vampire just disappeared yeah. randomly. Like, well, okay, that. Why? Uh, uh, okay, carry oh, on. Oh, dreadful. Yeah, yeah, it's all been sold. Uh, this is the point as well where the Misfits have their new military names. Yes. And they're all introduced. So this is where Major Guns first makes her appearance. Yes. Oh, Major Guns. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It's a great name. Uh, and then, what an attractive lady she was. Yeah. No. Not really. Uh, then, um, this is a, an episode as well of uh, Nitro where there are three title changes. Well, this this <clears> makes <throat> no sense because this tag title change, I'm sure at this point, the people who went in as champions weren't initial champions at that point. I'm sure yeah. it was Buff Bagwell mm. and whoever he was tagging with, but Bagwell got suspended for some unknown reason. And they just give the titles to somebody else. Who came out? I can't remember who won it. Um, well, it's Chronic against the franchise in the wall. Yeah. Um, and there was a title change. Uh, the, the Chronic won that one in three and a half minutes. That's not a shock. Uh, and then um, with with their awful, awful uh, work. But th- this match as well. I mean, uh, Shane Douglas uh, ran off after 30 seconds. Then the wall uh, botched because he fell off the apron. Then the wall tried to slam Brian Adams through a table and that didn't work and he oh, yeah. botched that completely. The table didn't yeah. break, did it? Yeah, both that. men looked very, very confused. So then the wall did a big splash on uh, Brian Adams through the table and then Brian Adams 
no-sells the table splash and just gets straight back in the ring and finishes the match. You're just like, what? 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 Yeah. That was awful. And then you've got the whole stuff with Eric Bischoff, with Kimberly Page, you've got Disco Inferno, you've got Ernest the Cat Miller being horrendously oh, annoying. You remember he lasted, I think, one episode of SmackDown, didn't he? Because they, they were building him up for months, well, for weeks and weeks. And mm-hmm. him coming in. He had one match and it was like, no. No, go away. Go away. I mean, these well, days he'll be on the Royal, the Royal Rumble as well. He might have been an engine. Mm-hmm. The these days he's show up on NXT and they go, nope. Nope. Yeah, <laughs> no. There's um, the door. I'll let you go. On this edition of Nitro as well, you've got Norman Smiley and Ralphus. They've got an ongoing storyline where they're looking for work. That was the best yeah, part of the show. They got fired, didn't they? Because yeah. they yeah. couldn't beat old Ralphus, we, we need to have some work, man. And we need to have some work. Had Rick Steiner appeared yet? No. No. That's in due course. Uh, so we've got uh, next up. We've got Terry Funk in a three-on-two handicap match, which I don't know how's that three-on-two. That doesn't even work. Oh, it's Terry it. Funk against the Filthy Animal, so it's a three-on-one handicap match. Yeah. And that's for the hardcore title. But Terry Funk still won that match in three minutes and that's one impressive. second. Then cruiserweight title match, uh, title change. There, Crowbar and Daphne defeated Chris Candido and Tammy. Now yeah. this is this very is, clever. This one, wasn't yeah. It? So Didn't see this one come in. Candido, the bear in mind in WWE, China had just won the yeah. Intercontinental Championship a few months earlier. So yeah. uh, technically, Crowbar and Daphne were both the Cruiserweight Champion. Yeah, but sort of Daphne kind of was like, "Well, I'm champion, not you." I, in the next match on Thunder, I think Daphne yeah. pinned him at yeah. the end of a match. Yeah, that's it. And then we've got uh, a cage match. It's down on on here as a House of Pain match, same as Sting, but it wasn't. It was just a cage match. Elizabeth against Medusa, and that was a no contest. Yeah, uh, an ambulance match. The Sexecutioner Kevin Nash uh, defeated Mike Awesome. That's an awful, oh. awful nickname. Yeah. Uh, then. Um, Oh, talking on uh, the crowbar Daphne match, there was a botch on the finish uh, because uh, Candido and crowbar the the power bomb just went horribly wrong, and um, then uh, we've got a three way dance: Horace Hogan, Billy Kidman, and Hulk Hogan. Yes, and Horace Hogan. And Horace that. Hogan didn't he? Isn't that when he turned against Hulk Hogan in a shocker? Yeah, like yeah, it could uh, have been. Oh, dreadful. Yeah, and then we've got uh, Rick Flair. Oh, he did, and oh. it was for he, he clearly got a night with Tory Wilson yeah. as his yes. as his reward. But there was a nod, wasn't there? It, it yeah. was Tory yeah. and Wilson just being pimped out. To be yeah. fair, it's yeah. not a bad yeah not a bad deal for old Horace. Yeah. You know, he, he did all right with that. Yeah. Then. Uh, and then Ric Flair won the World Heavyweight Championship from Jeff Jarrett in a six minute nineteen match. That also then led to the face-off between Flair and David at the end. Yeah. And uh, a quote from the yeah, commentary Yes, so he managed to win the title. I mean, that's where Russo fell over getting out of the ring and everyone just laughed yeah, at yeah. him in the crowd. And then out of nowhere, um, David Flair shows up and that then obviously takes you to the next, next show, which is when he has his breakdown or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, oh. there's a quote there from the commentary team which made me laugh. Uh, and quote-unquote, he's pounding his own flesh and blood. That's just that's bad. <laughs> that's dreadful. Really, you you've said that. <laughs> you've said um, that life on air. Yeah. Life. So, uh, moving swiftly on to Nitro. We haven't mentioned the commentary team. Uh, no, and the commentary team is um, what's his name? Um, it's Mark Madden, Tony Schiavone, Tony Schiavone, and clearly, Scott even Tony Schiavone at this point, you can tell was just like, just I, don't, I just yeah. don't care. And you had the <laughs> other two with him who make Tony Schiavone look like the best announcer I've ever yeah. heard because those two were just utter, Absolute utter dreadful. Rubbish. What What would you, let's go through our time travel machine, right? Yeah. Okay. And put David Otunga on that commentary yeah. team. Would yeah. it be better or worse? <laughs> well, it, it'd be oh. better because uh, until they've shown 
until I put the camera on the commentary desk, I just thought it was a two-man team mm. because mm. the other two blokes sound exactly they the same. It. And then they come up, I'm going to straight off them. Yeah. What? That, this is weird. So, uh, going into Nitro 244, 22nd of May 2000. This yeah. is at Grand I'm Rapids. I'm amazed there's any viewers left right. yeah. at this point. Grand Rapids, Michigan, 6,500 in attendance and a 2.3 TV rating. At, at this point, uh, Flair had had some sort of stroke or something on the Thunder previously yeah. and had vacated the title, so he'd held it for what? Two uh, days, two days. Monday to Thursday, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so, they had the tapings on a Tuesday yeah. as well. So, so the title was vacated, was vacated. because it had a stroke or some sort of breakdown or something. After yeah, David's turned against And they're, they're all like, he's dying, he's dying. Yeah. So and this was uh, the retire. funeral for Ric Flair. Yes, yes. Career, wasn't yeah, it? it was, yeah. So next up, uh, let's Seems run through the card. Like when Austin had a funeral because The Rock did Austin's uh, mm. career funeral. Yep. Except for that was done well. That was yes. actually quite interesting, yeah. <laughs> uh, so opening match, was this the point where Booker T became GI Bro? No, he was still Booker T. Still and Booker T. They randomly just turns up. And it's yeah. a really good point that old man Jared made. Bearing in mind there's less than a year of this company left. At this point, Booker T hadn't won the WCW Championship. Mm. So in the next 12 months, he's got to win it five, five times. Time, five <laughs> times, five times, five times, five times. So yeah, uh, opening match of the show, weapons match, the Cat defeated Booker T. Uh, the World Cruiserweight I mean, title. I, hang on, wasn't that then, didn't he get sacked or something like that? And then he comes back as GI Bro. I don't, I don't know, because he disappears and he just yeah. returns as GI yeah. Bro. Oh, yeah, no yeah, explanation. So then. Cruiserweight title, Daphne defeated Crowbar to become the official yeah. Cruiserweight title uh, champion. Uh, Billy Kidman and Horace Hogan had a no contest with special referee Tori Wilson, yeah, and she, again, was the highlight of that match. That might have been a running point, old man Hogan, actually, in that match. I can't mm. remember. Yeah, that, that was uh, that was the, the situation there, wasn't it? it was, he um, just coming just to beat on them both yeah, because and, he was angry and balding. <laughs> and you know further the, the Hogan-Kidman feud um, there's an ambulance versus table match Mike Awesome defeated the wall in that match oh god yeah um, then um, we had Scott Steiner defending the United States heavyweight title against Rick Steiner in an asylum match oh, the asylum. Oh, let's go into oh, the asylum now let's explain the asylum so, so uh, brilliant. my my definition of the asylum was they they have the already tiny WCW ring yes. and they put an even smaller cage into that ring. Well, you you got to remember as well, the referee, there's enough space for the referee to run round the outside of this cage mm. in the ring. Yeah. Well, this is my take on the asylum. Yes. Come back. Okay. Come back. This Come is by. my take Come on by. the asylum. Come back. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, you'll get the prop, <laughs> right. That was a very small glass being plonked. In a very small yeah. ring. So basically, this can, uh, this uh, glass of a pint glass for Coca Cola, uh, other soft drinks are available. Represents. It's not the, we're not the BBC. Uh, it's okay. Represents <laughs> the asylum, and whilst it's not um, quite due to fit for scale, okay, um, let's let's put the the uh, wrestlers in there, okay. So this inhaler and this um, glue stick this glue stick represents Scott and Rick Steiner you can decide who's who it doesn't really matter <laughs> either or um, they're both uh, equally as stiff there you go they hardly fit in there okay <laughs> and, and they've then got to this wrestle a sort match. of happens yeah until somebody passes out or there taps you go out. except for obviously you had to fit a ref or, or the ref weren't in there was it no, no he's outside you, couldn't he come fit yeah. you, you could run around I the mean, outside of it awful and god you know I thought Scott Steiner was in bad condition until Rick showed up. 
Well, yeah, this is the thing. I mean, um, I, I was watching this and Ste- Scott Steiner was out of breath just doing his pre-match promo, yeah. which made me laugh. Well, that was always leaning uh, against the ropes, didn't he? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <sighs> and then Kevin Nash comes and back WWE out. thought, oh, he'll be a good person to book. Oh. Oh. No wonder he's putting the main event in the first match. It was, it was good for business yeah. for three seconds. Um, so Kevin Nash comes back out again on another run-in. Yeah, no, they, they call okay. him the Sexecutioner, which is very, very disturbing. Um, he so, did have good hair at this point. He, he, he could be in yeah. your uh, in, in the, your in the barber barbershop shop quartet. quartet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a callback to a, a while back. Uh, and the uh, the commentary team says, "I'm waiting on Kevin Nash for no apparent reason." <laughs> and then we end up with Pamela Paul shock backstage. Now I think she was only, uh, she was doing like the uh, the interviews backstage. Yeah. Everyone, everybody just shouted at. And yeah, running away from. Well, she she had major sass. Oh, she yes. was really cocky and, and everything. But she was clearly only hired for one, two reasons. Um, yeah. and, and that's about it. So, uh, yeah, Scott Steiner and Rick Steiner was a no contest because I think of the uh, the run-in. Uh, then you've got Chuck Palumbo with Elizabeth against DDP. Now, this match is a setup for Kimberly to attack Elizabeth and for Mike Awesome to very slowly make his way into the ring from the audience. Yeah. That's it. And then this is the, the first instance as well that I recall where they're ringing the bell at the end because it's like a no contest type thing. And or there's all this interference going on and they're just ringing the bell constantly. It's just like, stop ringing the bell! Um, and then Lex Luger comes in and his face is messed up apparently. Uh, he comes in in his oh, yeah, uh, golf clothes. Yeah, yeah. with that. Oh, it with the um, the legs flex. The legs ridiculous. Oh, now. because Mike Awesome has decided he is Lex Luger. Hasn't yeah, he, he, he like, decided he's the total um, package now. And it's just like, well, Lex looks terrible. Mike Awesome looks terrible. You know, I just oh. Yeah. Next up, a classic in our time: Vampiro against Hulk Hogan. Oh, so. This is one of those things where they've just. This, this is where this match. This is an example of you know we're talking about WWE crossing storylines over and they don't really do that as much anymore. This is WCW's interpretation of that and doing it badly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Billy Kidman comes out, he hits Hogan with a blowtorch. Hogan actually oh, jumps yeah. to Vampiro. Yeah. Uh, Sting comes in, attacks Vampiro. Hogan hulks up on Sting. Um, uh, Sting hits the reverse DDT thing. And then we're back outside with Smiley and Ralph was washing their car. Misfits and Major Guns <laughs> and all of that stuff. And I just put ye gods when I was yeah. jotting my notes down on this. Is this at awful. the point where they kept telling people that rules pretty much didn't apply? Oh, yeah, yeah. there's no DQ anymore. It's, it's, it's just like doing you know, it. We just let it go ahead. Fans want to see a definitive finish. Well, yeah, they don't because no. there's no rules. Yes. Screwy finishes every match. It's yeah. pointless. Uh, and then uh, the world heavyweight title was contested between Jeff Jarrett and Kevin Nash. It was vacant at this point because of the whole thing with Ric Flair. And uh, Russo was the guest ref, and he spent most of the match crotch chopping at Kevin Nash. Yeah, yep. so clearly uh, it's false count anywhere, apparently. Um, and I then, think Bischoff was doing commentary as well, if I remember correctly. Yeah, well. I think so, yeah. Dreadful so, commentary at that. At the, the very end of the match, Nash is about to do a powerbomb. There's a bloodbath and it just drops on him out of nowhere. Uh, he gets a guitar to the head, Jared gets the pinfall, and he reta- Well, he gets the WC t- uh, WCW title. Yeah. And ugh, it's just horrendous stuff. Yeah, so that's uh, and that's is that the end of the month? Yeah, that, we've got one more on the 29th. Oh, we've got one more. Oh, this we've got oh, one yeah, this, more show. I'm sure this goes far. At this, so, point, at this point, also on that last show, Ric Flair's son David had come out and basically dedicated himself to uh, 
to Vince Russo, hadn't he? So yeah. uh, pretty much, yeah. That did that so the next show, I'm guessing, is when uh, Charlotte and and Reed show up in a yeah. what seems a bit more uncomfortable these days, where, yep. where they just randomly broke into the house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and doesn't Reed batter David in the ring or something? Yeah, I don't know whether he batters David or he just takes down Vince yeah. Russo. Like but yeah, you've just got beaten up by a twelve-year-old. What's that about? Yeah, bravo. So Nitro two four five is the last Nitro of May two thousand. They couldn't cram any more action into the month. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they could. I'm sure they could. Uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, this uh, was. Uh, there's no. Uh, Apparently, nobody was there. Th- there's no information on the uh, the, the actual live crowd. Zero. Had a TV rating of three though, so it's up from the previous week. Unbelievable. Um, so this Who is watching this. <laughs> Do you think like people just forgot to turn the telly off or something? Oh, <laughs> just, just left it off for the whole week. So this is the first one where I actually did full show notes for the entire episode. But okay. uh, So the first match was uh, a lumberjack match, Lieutenant Loco from the Misfits in Action against Disco Inferno. Was um, it at this point where he joined the uh, Filthy Animals just because they were his friends? Yeah, That's so. how they just avoided it. That's it. <laughs> uh, so I, I've only had one word to say about this match and that was ridiculous because there, there was just no rules Disco Inferno just... was just ridiculous yeah. that, like, that's a fair it was embarrassing yeah. it's really embarrassing so I'm, I'm just going through going through uh, the, the next segment so Miss Hancock comes out late, oh. later known as Stacey Keebler she comes out to dance Chris Candido interrupts her David Flair attacks him Ric Flair attacks him yeah scene just um, then an ambulance match out of nowhere G- do, right in this last month there's been three stretcher slash ambulance matches yeah, yeah I mean they're pretty much all gimmick matches yeah. if it's not a title match it's a gimmick match yeah. so uh, then we've got G.I. Bro against Mike Horson the returning Booker T now um, with a new gimmick or yeah, an old so, gimmick as it were yeah a new old gimmick for no reason as, as silly as the G.I. Bro gimmick is it's not as silly as an ambulance match yeah That's, so yeah. Uh, then there was a, a great botch where uh, they're running the ropes and Awesome almost catches his head on Booker's leg as they're, they're mm. sort of crisscrossing. It's just like, no, that didn't work. That's too much uh, exercise from both. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Yeah. Um, then there's a two-on-one handicap match. I didn't actually make any notes on this. I must have been slumped. It was only a minute and 20 anyway, so I think I just passed out. Yeah. But uh, Kevin Nash took on Rick Steiner and Tank Abbott, and that was a no contest. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so then yeah. randomly hardcore title match Terry Funk Vampiro no contest yeah. so I believe at this point Terry Funk where he tried um, to set Terry Funk on fire yeah I think the yeah. franchise was oh, trying just... to get Terry Funk to retire wasn't it yeah, yeah. and he said him. I am going to retire in another year because I've got a new contest, contest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah then we go uh, backstage promo so there's a separate storyline going on here where DDP and Kimberly are um, going divorce. through a divorce yeah. so DDP can't get into his house oh yeah they conned him to sign the uh, papers yeah, yeah. it's sort of ridiculous uh, Kimberly is basically a full on panto villain at this point yeah. yep uh, Pamela Paulshock again backstage she's in the wrong place at the wrong time she gets an interview with Ric Flair while he's rushing from one place to another yes it's just like really uh, then another asylum match Scott Steiner's own signature match against Shane Douglas yeah uh, and uh, really it's another week another stupid asylum match um, and uh, <laughs> the style of recliner certainly in this instance is someone sitting on your opponent's back and hugging their chin yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's pretty well, much they're in their room to actually get it on properly it, it, yeah he's got no kind of range of motion yeah, other that, than that's that it. Oh, it's got to um, 
so yeah, he won that match in two and a half minutes. Brilliant. Then uh, this is the whole storyline as well, where they're saying that Hollywood Hogan can't compete, so Hulk Hogan comes back in the red and yellow. Yeah, and uh, so then we've got Billy Kidman taking on Sting, which Brilliant. is actually half, quite, it's I mean, quite a half quite, decent yeah, match. Yeah. It, I mean, it's only two and a half minutes, but it's okay. <laughs> Until Vampiro jumps in. Until Vampiro comes back and says, yeah. it's still not over. Yeah, so Vampiro oh. comes in, attacks Sting. Hogan runs in. The New Blood arrive. They beat down Hogan. And then this just keeps going on. And then the bell is being constantly rung again. Is Kevin Nash okay. going down at this point? I don't... No, I no, don't know. I think, I think at this point, Kevin Nash... He's getting ready for his world no, title. No, Ke- I think at this point, Kevin Nash should give Ric Flair the title back. Yes, it's because on Nitro. It's uh, on Nitro, it's on Thunder. I, I didn't so, beat you for this. and just gave him the title yeah. back. Yeah, Ric, have the title back. Yeah, so then that sets up the main event. World Heavyweight title, Jeff Jarrett against Ric Flair. Jeff Jarrett wins. Title change. New world champion, Jeff Jarrett. So Jeff Jarrett now, in this whole month, has gone from He's being, like a three-time... It's like three or four world yeah. champion now. In the space of four weeks, it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, so Kevin Nash won the world title on Thunder that week, gave it back to Flair the on that episode of Nitro, and then Flair lost it the same night to Jeff Jarrett. Oh, it's just, oh, it's oh, just so painful. Yeah, so um, there was a crimson mask there as well, so uh, that was quite interesting. From Flair, I assume. Yeah, well, it's always Flair. So in terms, let, let's just wrap up May okay. 2000 in, in WCW. So let's just go through a few But look at the positives of who they had. Yeah. The positives in terms of wrestlers that I was... I would have paid to have seen. You had Ric Flair, Kevin Nash, who I like, even though they weren't that good. Mm. The Sexecutioner, come on. Possibly yeah. Hogan. Still Hogan, because he yeah. could still go at this point, as you Hogan, yeah. to be fair. Well, he could slide across yeah. uh, Carl Bond. Um, Sting, maybe? Sting. Sting's and always I, value for money. I yeah. didn't mind Vampiro, I thought they just really badly used him. It, it's the booking that's the issue. Yeah. It's not the talent, it's the booking. Well, that. Well, and well, also the, crea- the, the creative because, control. Because that's my five who I could go and watch. Yeah. Then the problem is you've got Lex Luger trying to be a good guy, and that doesn't work. Working. You've got a load of lower card rubbish like Mike Awesome, Canyon. Shane Douglas. Shane Shane Douglas. The who, Wall. Yeah, the Wall. The Filthy Animals. The Chronic. Filthy Animals. Cro- I mean, Chronic. The Misfits. Man, they were just like awful. slower than uh, Scott Steiner. Yeah. Aren't they? You've got the whole Kimberly thing. I mean, DDP was actually pretty Yeah, DDP well. was all right, actually. Uh, um, you've got the celeb champion, David Arquette, which is incredible. But I think, I think, to be fair, it showed you that it wasn't a great product because DDP was, at best in my head, a good, solid mid-card wrestler, uh, which... Was clearly how they use him in WWE, really, there, and he was able to be at the top and to be the most. Yeah. Imp- oh god, it was just awful. So if if we look awful. back at that era, I mean, the the main complaint that we have really is the quality of the writing, isn't it? It's quality of the writing, and the fact and that none of the, the matches talent. actually finished because mm. it was two minutes, three minutes, screwy ending. Two minutes, three minutes, screwy there ending. There's never a clean ending yeah. to any of these matches, no. and it jumped from back and forth so many times. It was just the worst. Like, you think about it now, we made about people having short title reigns. I mean, like, I think a lot of people were probably a bit upset that Dean Ambrose lost his title so quickly after winning it, you know, mm. um, two or three months or whatever. But compared to what just happened there, I mean, flipping That was in, a lifetime of a reign. If that was SmackDown now, everyone on SmackDown would have held the title by now. Yeah, <laughs> so, in one show. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I mean, Vince McMahon must have been absolutely wetting himself. Oh, yeah, oh, she was on, just on, laughing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The thing is, if you put it in historical context as well, I mean, you've got uh, WCW going through the fact that 
Um, AOL Time Warner, there's the whole takeover there that was yeah. building up, and that, that was going on for that last year. Yeah. And uh, you've got the fact that the, the network themselves and the people running the business weren't wrestling fans. Yeah. They'd already got rid of Eric Bischoff uh, and uh, in, yeah. and all of that. Uh, and, and you've got the whole issue of uh, the fact that you've got wrestlers with creative, creative control on, yeah. on there. So it's like, I'm not doing that. And, and, in, and the other side, you had um, WWE Rock. Triple H feud still building. You were they were building up Chris Benoit. Obviously, we can't talk about it these days. Chris Jericho was uh, becoming pretty hot faced. The Undertaker the was off the minute, but he was, division was on fire tag as well. team. You had Edge yep. and Christian, the Hardys, the Dudleys. Um, you know, so they they had all these things that were really good. And I think if you look at two thousand, the storylines were quite slow in some respects because they didn't they didn't need to rush everything. Um, but good God, no wonder they didn't need to rush anything mm. in two thousand. I mean, flipping it. I've, I've never seen such tripping on that. Oh yeah, it, it's a blatant case of mismanagement across the board. It's just too much money in in some places. I mean, I I appreciate the fact that WCW at that point put a lot of focus on younger talent. Well, they were trying, but they were they, they, But they didn't really uh, push them. They didn't really get them over. It was more a case of... Okay, it was so young you, versus old, but most of the time, the young didn't fail. I think you yeah. put it correct, old man, Joey, was the big thing they did wrong here was that the, the, the new blood were the heels and they should have been the face. Absolutely, yeah. How are you going to get the new talent over... If it should have been pre- them struggling yeah. against the cheating old guard, shouldn't it? Who yeah. the old guard yeah. get through by cheating and, and being corrupt and being the heels eventually yeah. lose. They don't yeah. have to go down. And if they're the heels and they're supposed to be the new... Whereas the new blood no. were never going to win this, were yeah. they, you know, so... And the, uh, the other thing as well, one thing I am quite glad about is that it wasn't um, a, a situation where the NWO was being forced down our throats. That's it's all yeah, to be thankful for. Yeah, we were sort of beyond the point where everybody was in the NWO. Well, I it's, think they tried to uh, reform the NWO at some point. Um, that's, that comes up a bit later. Oh, is it still? Oh, I, I think so, yeah. yeah. But at, at this point, I mean, the, the NWO is really Kevin Nash Wolfpack type thing, and that's about it. It's just Kevin they Nash. mentioned Scott yeah. Hall being at home recovering from something at this yeah, point. Yeah, or something. Or something. Yeah. 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 No wonder he became an alcoholic working for this company. Though, <laughs> That's it, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, ultimately, I mean, if, 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 if there's a number of different factors as to why WCW was so bad at this point. Oh. But it, I think it gets worse. Yeah, well. oh, that's, I mean, that's it. I mean, uh, uh, there's an interesting point on the Monday Night Wars series, which I finally finished yeah. uh, watching. But yeah, they're sort of making a point about the fact that Vince Russo jumped ship and went from WWF to WCW. And the fact that he had this this ego thing where he's going, yes, I've got all these great ideas, but the, the fact of the matter was, in WWF... Someone went, nah, yeah, yeah. It, For all the good ideas he had, there were probably half a dozen ones that, that weren't great. They were filtered out by the, yeah. the process that WWF had. And they used them over time. Yeah. So it was like the gimmick, there'd be one gimmick match every pay-per-view or something like that, mm. which is fine. They if, were, if everything's there, a gimmick match, it there was work. very rarely a normal match in WCW yeah. at this point, and even the normal match had some screwed up endings. So it was just like it was so poor. I just oh, oh, horrendous! Oh. It it is an awful, awful run of events, and we've got more to look forward to. And it's going yeah. to get worse. And it's going to get worse. Yeah. Brilliant. But uh, yeah, so it's um, this is a chore. This is a chore. <laughs> 
But it's one that we've hanged old man Joey for. Yeah. So, thanks. Um, thanks. Thanks. Thank you. You are all welcome. Glorious. And of course, didn't they? This wasn't was was Nitro three hours at this point. Yeah. 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 I mean, oh no! I think it it's, seems it's like six. Well, it's an hour and forty on on the network per episode. So anyway, so um, I think that's going to wrap it up because yep. um, I don't know about you, but I feel depressed that we wasted this this. Um, 12, 14, <laughs> 15 hours watching we, WCW. We watch it so you don't have to. Yeah. There we go. That's pretty much it. But, uh, okay, have you got anything else you'd like to add about May 2000? Uh, I don't think so, no. Okay, anything that we'd like to say about June 2000? I've not really watched much of June as yet, so... Other than it gets worse. It gets worse. I mean, we've yeah. got the Great American Bash coming up. Yeah. Both those matches are dreadful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we've got plenty to talk about. I mean, the Great American Bash, uh, Hogan and Flair's career are on the line. Yep. Yeah. I wonder if they'll win. Uh, yeah. But he's never going to retire. I am going to wrap things up there now. And plan. Yeah, we will say goodbye for now. If you'd like to get in touch, please drop us an email to randomstote at gmail.com. You can also find us on the Twitters at Iron Man Podcast. Uh, get the show notes at randomstote.com forward slash Iron Man. Uh, Iron Man podcast and uh, also leave us a review on iTunes and wherever podcasts are available so um, and Old Man Joe have you got anything you'd like to add at this point? No I don't think so any think final we're done. comments? Good. Fallen well, Angel it. any final comments? Other than if TNA is bought by WWE I'm not doing this for TNA <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Okay, right. <laughs> thank you for listening see you next time goodbye, goodbye.